Hey, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of Deep Dive with Vanessa Day. We've been cruising through season two, and I'm excited to have you on this platform again. So, today we touch on a topic that I wish I knew of earlier on in my life and my career. I wish I had had somebody tell me of this earlier on in my life and or my career. So, as I continue to become enlightened and as I continue to elevate and grow and learn in life, in love, as a woman, as a friend, as a sister, as a podcaster, I wish... I had known this earlier, but guess what? I told you that I would enlighten you. So this is a very powerful message, a very powerful lesson on the difference between being nice and being kind. You might be asking yourself, what? What is the difference between those two? What does it matter? They both seemingly are good traits to have as a human being, right? Wrong. Here's the definition of nice. The origin of the word nice mm -hmm, with respect to a person is to be pleasant or agreeable, okay? The origin is Latin from the word nescire, which means not know. It then grew to nescius, which means ignorant. All right? And then the word evolved like words do in languages. In, to, in old French, the word nice means stupid. Hmm. I'm going to let that marinate. Now, in the actual definition with respect to a person, pleasant or agreeable, isn't a necessarily good thing. Pleasant means that you would like to please, that you are trying to please, that you are trying to be agreeable. But what if it's at your expense? Which in most cases it is. I'm going to use it in a phrase. The phrase to make nice means to be pleasant or polite to someone. Typically, in a hypocritical way. All right, so for my newbies, for the new age speakers, to be hypocritical can also be to be fake. Right? So when you're being nice, you're carrying a fakeness, a hypocrisy that doesn't really represent your true nature. I'm letting you digest that because I'm going to give you real life examples of all of these. All right? Now let's go into the origin of the word kind. The word kind is of old English origin, okay? It comes from the word jesinde. I could be saying that wrong. That means <laughs> natural, native. In the earliest sense, it means to be well-born or well-bred. Mm -hmm. Well-disposed by nature. Courteous. Now, the origin of the word kind are birthed from 
the innate nature of a human being to be caring and thoughtful, not pretentious, not hypocritical, not fake, not stupid, not ignorant, not foolish, but think of somebody else and care for somebody else without, without compromising oneself. This concept or this understanding marries something that I have done so much of throughout my life, throughout my career. I've been so nice. And everywhere I went, that's what people would say. Oh my God, she's so nice. At my expense. People pleasing. At my expense. Trying to make everyone in the room feel accommodated at my expense. And the thing about this niceness is that it opens doors for so much foolishness into your energy, into your sphere, into your realm. Because you may honestly not like bananas, but they're in your fruit salad and you're at a party and Sophie's mom said, hey, have some fruit salad. <laughs> what if fruits, what if bananas give you a crazy rash or they choke you up? You don't want to offend Sophie's mom. So, You'd put a little bit on your plate and you, you know, try and maybe even you do take a, a, you know, a spoonful of banana. And then what? And then what? How about if you said, thank you, Sophie's mom, but I'm allergic to bananas. Or bananas make me I have, a, I have a negative effect to bananas. Sophie's mom will be like, oh, she will not take offense to it. She won't feel as if you're being cruel. She will know that you're protecting self. But in consideration of what she did, which was prepare the fruit salad for you, you let her know that I appreciate this, but I can't do it. And that's perfectly fine. Fast forward, rather rewind to my life, my career. I can tell you of so many times when I got approached by, let me give you an example of maybe a song or two that I did. I knew, I knew from the jump that the song wasn't going to do well, that it didn't sound like my style of music, that I didn't like it, that it didn't move me, that, the, that sonically it didn't represent where I was. But one, maybe I was trying to be hip. Two, maybe I was trying to make sure that because the artist asked for a feature that I should let them feel like they're appreciated. At whose expense? At my expense. You know what I mean? I look back at some of the writing that I've done in my music and I would use statements and wording that was derogatory, that I didn't necessarily believe in. Because I pride myself on being a woman who stands for women, 
who believes in, you know, the power of women, which I absolutely do. But because it's the hip thing to do, I'll say words like bitch. I'll say words like eat my pussy. I'll say stuff like that. It is not a representation of self. But because the foolishness that comes with trying to be nice, nice being the term I'm using here to associate with pleasant, which is to please a mass audience. I did these things and I let that energy occupy my space to my own detriment. So as I delve back into my studies of self, as I, as I, as I continue to evolve and understand patterns and things that I've done in the past, I realize that more than ever throughout my 20s, which is a big time of discovery, a huge time of really, really getting to know what you like and being like, you know what? I'm never going to do that again. Or I don't want to ever do that again. I didn't like how that felt. I should have opted the other way around. But because I was too nice, I even stunted my growth. I stunted my progress because I opened these doors or these alleys or whatever it is to extensive niceness that always compromised me. So now I have a song on radio that I hate. That sounds horrible. That I can't even listen to right now. But because I was too nice, I didn't want to tell the producer, I think that this is a little bit off. Or because I was too nice, I didn't want to be unpleasant. Or I didn't want to tell the artist who asked for a feature who really wasn't up to standard, but who didn't really have the right song, but also didn't want to hurt their feelings. But also I'm trying to, you know, extend a helping hand and, and share my platform. No. To what? Ex to whose expense? My expense. Pleasant. Pleasantries. Pleasing. People pleasing. You know, as I continue to really understand what it is that got me to a place of frustration in, the career, in my career, a lot of it came from me not having a backbone to be strong enough to say, hey, actually, no, I will not do that feature. Hey, actually, no, you need to work a little harder on that production. Hey, Actually, no, you will speak to my manager. How dare a female artist say, speak to my manager? <laughs> yes. Because that is how people will treat you. You will get the measure of what you give. And if you're giving pleasing, if you're giving pleasantries, if you're giving agreeable, then people will be like, hey, she's just nice. Anything goes. I remember being backstage. So funny, it's actually a year ago today. I remember being backstage at a show and I was the only female artist on the lineup. And it was a festival, actually. Beautiful by the beach and, 
you know, in Portugal. It was fantastic. And I was the only female headliner that day, uh, performer that day. And I get to the green room and there are all these names of these talents that are performing that day. And I'm searching for my room because I want to get changed because I'm supposed to go on in approximately an hour. To my horror, I did not have a green room. One of the artist bands had a room and I didn't have a room. You can imagine how livid I was. Mind you, I'm the only girl on the roster today. I'm the one who needs to do my makeup. I'm the one who needs to have, you know, not that men don't know. Not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that women require more backstage than men or anywhere. That's why the female bathrooms and toilets are a bit more dressy. That's why, you know, it's just the case because we're queens. You know, we have more to preserve. <laughs> anyway, as I think back and I thought back about that moment, it really messed with me. I didn't let it take over my performance. Of course not, because that's that would, you know, that would be giving it the power. But as I date back to that moment, I tried to think of the things I should have cross-checked or I should have cleared or I should have demanded before I got to the stage or backstage rather. Mind you, my, oh, we're at an international festival. I'm sure they know what they need to have for me. That's me trying to be nice and give them the benefit of the doubt and be pleasant and not be, oh, she's such a diva. But, ha, huh, of course I should have been a diva. Of course I should have demanded that I should have X, Y, Z. Now, granted, they created the room for me and they made it clear that they were apologetic for the way that they had handled that. But, like, when I look back, it should never have been that way, but because of the way that I had branded myself as the nice one, it became everybody else's crutch. Look at your life. Look at how people treat you. Ask yourself, did I like that treatment? Do I think I should have deserved a longer time to do my presentation? Do I think that I deserved a higher paycheck? Do I think that I deserved to have, you know, more people in my study group? Do I think that I should have had less people in my study group? Do I think that I deserve to have had you know what I mean? All these things are things that you need to acknowledge as the, the foundation to your excellence. And as we've been delving in excellence, we need to really, really, really tap into the things that really hone that. And understanding that subpar is not good enough is more, is very, very, very important as a human being. Mm hmm? There is power, and this I learned really late, in being elusive. 
There is power in being a commodity that is rare. There is power in understanding that being pleasant is not important or as important as being conscious of what you want. I always like to give the example of Beyonce. And it's perfect timing as she just released her audiovisual album. And B's been doing this. I think she's done this once before where she shocks the world with all this content in a very unique and pleasant manner. I can tell you that to this moment, I've only seen Beyonce speak about her audiovisual album in one interview. Granted, she is Beyonce and she has elevated to a place where she can do that. But what if she was overly available? Would we want to, to, to invest in her? Would we want to download Disney Plus to see what this audiovisual thing is about? Would we care to see who she featured on this? And what, you know, they would, the mystique of her would be gone because she would have been overly available. Queens don't dance in the court. They walk past and everybody stops to stare because it's rare. It's so simple when you think about it, but in practice, because, and here's the magic, over the years, from, eight, the 18, from 1800 to 2010, the word nice has inclined in usage, while the word kind has declined in usage. Which means that as a species, we have become more hypocritical, fake, and pleasant as opposed to caring, courteous, thoughtful. And that's really sad. That's really sad. And that's something that I think needs to be thought about in everyone's personal lives. I use my personal experiences so you can have a little bit of an understanding of places in which I slipped up or places where I should have been nice, I mean kind and not nice, where I should have demanded my do right as opposed to what I thought was everybody else's, oh man, I don't want to offend nobody. You know what I mean? Now, culturally, especially in the African culture, we're raised to be nice <laughs> customarily you know especially i'm gonna speak for tanzania especially back home in tanzania swahili culture is the nicest fakest culture not because it's not authentic but in the way that we are raised we are raised to not speak too loud not have too much of an opinion don't anger the boss don't, this has led to so many mishaps in the lives of so many people because their true intent and their feelings and their, they ignored their nature to care for somebody else, not care, to think about somebody else before themselves. And that's foolish. That's stupid. We can't identify these problems because We've been living 
these lives for so long and we've been embedded in these customs for so long and our culture kind of makes it so that we like every picture you know what i mean or you know i feel like the more we take back our power in how we treat each other kindness is beautiful you can be kind to somebody and not necessarily nice you know you can be kind to your family and not spend time with them knowing very well that together you have issues that you haven't dealt with <laughs> and until you can understand that this was mistreating this person and this wasn't caring this wasn't uplifting this wasn't building then you can't reside in the same room and that's fine we can love each other from afar and that's kind you don't wish them ill but you know that from a distance it's best because we are not at the same level right now you are not vibrating at my level right now your energy disrupts my energy not because i allow it but because it is subpar and that's fine that's perfectly fine so think about that when you interact with your friends your peers your teachers your your boss your partners in a time where we have to really assess ourselves and look into what is useful because the world has been obsessive over things that are aren't useful and aren't building we need to really check ourselves on how we treat each other and kindness is beautiful niceness is not necessary it's tolerating it is foolish the beauty of this time and places that i've i myself have had to make these changes and i felt so free from the choices that i've made that are for me and guess what in past situations where i was afraid to speak up my truth my honesty i compromised myself but now when i do it i find that there's a respect that i get from that there's a respect and a line that is drawn that will never be crossed and an understanding i really have to thank ro for really teaching me these things and i wish that i had learned these things earlier because i would have done and interacted differently and i probably would have made less bad decisions than i did but my producer amanda said something great to me today She said that she's learning to be less about her mistakes and more about more about learning. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> less about her mistakes and more about learning. So that's what I'm going to leave with you today. I'm so happy we got to talk about it. I'm so happy that I've gone to a place that I can actually talk about it and be like, "Yo, guys, Hey, take some time to really assess yourself. 
And for people who don't have this issue, well, good for you. You've discovered something magical early. You've, you have a tool that is priceless. Amanda said to me earlier on this week, she said, you know, do you, do you, it was something about our write-up for the show. And she said, do you think that it would be more polite to, I said, I don't care to be polite. Because I've been polite in the past and where did it bring me? I care to be clear. I care to be kind. I care to be courteous. I care to be my natural self in which is a well-bred woman who believes in the goodness and the care of everyone around her, but not compromising self and not compromising my space, my energy, my life, and my creativity. What do you care about? Thank you. Did you love it? Please subscribe and write a review or tell your friend about the show. Find me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Vanessa Day. Thank you to my producer, Amanda Rosenberg, and the team at Jam Street Media. We're having such an amazing time and look forward to coming back next week. Jam Street Media.